Our guest today really lives her life according to the principles of yoga, and I thought we could all use a little more exposure to that right now. So here's our episode about yoga and adjusting to a COVID-19 life. Hi, I'm Erin Grossman. I am a yoga instructor here in Los Angeles, and I have been practicing now oof, over 10 years for sure. I did my first teacher training in 2011, and then the next uh, portion of the training, so I did the 200 hour in 2011, and then the 300 hour in 2012 to 13, I believe. So I've been teaching for about seven years now, and I have a business background. Um, yeah. Great. I bet you're really happy that you have that experience right now since we're all stuck indoors with this COVID-19. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, it's been a lifesaver in so many ways. I bet. I. It's been really important for me too. I think it's, you know, having something that you can do physically in your home without a lot of supplies has been great. And then also having something that helps you keep your sanity <laughs> when absolutely. you're socially isolating has been um, priceless. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, it's been such a blessing, not only that I have my practice for myself, but also it just feels so good to be able to share it. And thankfully with all the technology and the Zoom classes and you know virtual yoga, it has been just such a gift. I'm so yeah, that, glad that I have this. Yeah, that's actually how I was introduced to you and why I wanted to do this episode was because I took one of your classes online. And it was yeah. free, it was open to the public. And I just loved your personality. You're so bubbly and positive. And I was like, you know, we need some more of this right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So do you want to talk about uh, maybe how this has changed, you know, your, your professional life or personal life or whatever your details you want to talk about? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, at first, you know, it's, it's interesting because I had been sort of mentally preparing for this, I think a bit before, you know, the rest of the, the country did because I had clients that were actually in China during the quarantine. And so when she came back and started explaining, you know, what she went through, I had already started building up a little bit of this fear, um, which we can get into later trying to move away from the fear and into a place of presence and things like that. But um, so I started sort of mentally preparing. And then as I was going to certain clients house, well before everybody started stocking up on food, they had tables of supplies and food. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's funny because I went to the store and bought tons of just supplies, food, medicine, everything. And I came oh, home and I showed- That's nice. <laughs> I, well, a little bit, but I came home and I sent a, um, a picture to my aunt and I go, I, you know, I got all this stuff. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if I'm being ridiculous. And she goes, oh my gosh, take some of that back. That is, that is obscene. Oh no, and did you? <laughs> I took a little bit back. The, the best part, I had toilet paper that I had bought and and it realized. Oh it was my like, god! So that is one of the, so that has to be the weirdest thing that I've seen go out of stock is toilet oh. paper. We don't yeah. have we don't get the majority of our supplies from China. The mm -hmm. production of toilet paper domestically has not been compromised. Like there's no issue with toilet paper running out, but people are mass <laughs> buying things in his yeah. State. And it's oh just, yeah. 
It's crazy. I just, for the very first time since this all started, my local Trader Joe's started carrying toilet paper, but they're just selling them in single rolls. And it's an yeah. interesting thing to see, like everyone wants to hoard toilet paper, but if they have to buy them one roll at a time, a maximum of two, like they just don't do it as often. They're like, do I really need it? They, I think they think <laughs> a little bit more before they actually put it in the cart. That's so funny. The different versus, ways that versus yeah. if there's like a huge Costco size one, you're like, just put a pallet on there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so interesting. Oh my gosh. I know exactly. Yeah. It was, it was fine. But um, yeah, I almost went and returned the, the, the second pack that I had cause it was paper thin and I didn't like it. And then when all the toilet paper started running out, all the supplies, I was like, oh, God, I kept that. <laughs> yeah. One of the funniest things I've seen was a local um, taco restaurant would do, they were doing a special with like, like uh, stuff for chicken tacos and beef tacos and all the things that you would need and salsa and everything. And they were also throwing in toilet paper as part of their like package. Oh, <laughs> what a great idea. Just I thought that was hilarious. Something. Yeah, it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. People are getting creative. All the memes and things. I mean, I've got a friend who posts a hundred memes a day, and I just I'm like, okay, here's my daily humor. Let me go and see what what he's got up for the yeah. day. Yeah, there's like, some there have been some pretty good memes that have come out of all this. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. I know it's it's good to have a sense of humor with stuff. Yeah. Too. You got to stay light. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So since we're already talking about coronavirus, maybe we could talk about um, some of the pros and cons that we've seen so far. Absolutely. So, um, on the, so on the pro side, I think something that's happened is we're definitely paying a lot more attention to others. So I used to see people like on my street walking their dogs, their phone, their face would not leave their phone the whole time they're outside. They wouldn't even notice mm -hmm. they were, you know, around other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I know I, I get so frustrated seeing, you know, people will cross the street with their head down and I'm like, wow, are you? are you trying to get hit by a car? Like we're so tied yeah, to our phones yeah. and, and yeah, I think that you're right. One of the pros is just like waking up and seeing the world and seeing other people. And it's really, you know, inviting us to be more selfless and yeah. you know, look outward to what other people are going through since we're all going through it in different ways, you know, similar, but, but different for everybody experiencing this. And so, yeah, it just, it brings this huge sense of awareness to what's going on and, and to really, yeah, like even my neighbors, I'm going down, I leave my house once a day to go get trash and mail. And it's, it's so sad. People are like, why aren't you um, going out and taking a walk? I'm like, I feel comfortable at home. It's great. Um, but, but um yeah yeah just, like, you know how neighbors. to get you know how to get a good workout at home too so that's true i definitely am getting my my workouts in and my yoga in and it's it's great yeah absolutely yeah. so but there is something to be said for being out in nature and gosh all the beautiful posts of how the smog is cleared and you know everything is just so much more beautiful yeah and, so and you can add that to the pros too right like our planet is loving this because mm -hmm. there's a lot less pollution during this period and what i remember do you remember carmageddon mm -hmm. when they shut down the 405 mm -hmm. so, um i was at ucla at the time i was uh, in grad school in public health program and one of the lung health researchers 
was doing a study to look at the pollution on the 405 freeway um, right before Carmageddon. And then when the freeway was shut down and there were no cars, just to show like how different air quality was. Right. And that was just That's... one freeway, you know, in this one city. And it was already right. different. So if you think of that on a global scale. Absolutely. I mean, I have to say, I love not being in my car. I mean, I am grateful oh, for my I car. Oh, I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. Like, it's the best. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I haven't driven once in like a month. Yeah. I called my car insurance. Hot tip here if for those of you trying to save oh, money. Oh, change your mileage. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. That saves you I a lot like, of money. That's, a, like, that's a pro tip right there. <laughs> yeah, pro tip. I was like, what if I'm not driving? Is there a storage insurance thing? Do I yeah. need insurance? You know, I kept it, obviously, because if I do go out to the store, which yeah. now they've told people, because I've been ordering grocery delivery, which I'm also loving. I'm like, what? I was fighting the Whole Foods parking lot all this time when I could just get food delivered and yeah. have it just easy. I don't have to get like swayed in different directions. Oh, I'm hungry. I want this now. <laughs> I just know exactly what I'm ordering and it just comes and it's mostly healthy. And I'm like, that's great. Lowered my limits on my car and not driving. And that is just relieving so much stress. Oh, I, mean, I know. I, I'm, I'm really fortunate <laughs> because I was working from home four days a week before this. So I just added right. a day. But before that, I had to drive all the time. And my, I, I've been so much happier since I haven't been in my car as much. It's just, it uh -huh. really does change the quality of your life when you live in a city like L.A., and driving is just terrible in the city. You're in your car for an hour and it just makes you want to scream. And then, you you know, it's not a relaxing, fun drive ever. Right. I mean, well, especially with the drivers out here, talk about, you know, right. people on their phone right. walking. I mean, oh, about yeah. in your car. You're yeah, like, that's another reason why you can't be glued to your phone while crossing <laughs> the street because those drivers aren't looking for you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I have to look out for my life, you know, yeah. just in the... In the on the road. Yeah, I've um, almost gotten hit in a sidewalk so many times. They like put they had to like add a light in West Hollywood for one of the crosswalks because people just kept getting hit. Oh gosh. It's yeah. I mean hopefully, you know, after all of this, it just will awaken all of us and, and make us appreciate so many things and, and life and taking nothing for granted really. I mean, even the ability to drive, you know once we're in the car and in traffic again, it's like, okay, I'll appreciate it. And we can, there's podcasts that you can listen to and things that, you know, will help pass the time. But yeah, that, mm -hmm. that stress is definitely relieved and I'm appreciating it. So I'll focus on the good for the, for the time being as long as I can. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been interesting to think like when all this is happening, who are the people that you feel like you want to reach out and check in with the most? I mean, everyone, like, I feel like you want to check in with family, but then like fr maybe friendships, really good friendships and maybe friendships that you haven't put a lot of effort into recently, but mm. you still like want to circle back and check in and see how they're doing. I, at least for me, I've noticed that's happened. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I have had some of my favorite people because I, I grew up in... Atlanta mostly, but I've lived in a couple different places. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, those summers are nasty. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. I was there for a conference once and it was, it was not great. <laughs> oh yeah. You, you know, you learn to get used to the, the humidity and the yeah. sweat. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you go out in Atlanta in the summer and it's like, everyone's dancing and you're just dripping and i yeah. mean i hear it's I'm, a fun city 
Um, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to see that much outside of the conference, unfortunately, but I hear it's a fun city. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been back really in a while. I was, I was going back right after I moved several times because everyone was getting married. So I was going for the weddings, but then, you know, it, it just kind of, it's, it's hard to get back often but yes it is a fun city yeah Um, i looked into living there before because i was like all right i'm in public health would i ever want to move to atlanta because that's where the cdc is so like if you want to be an epidemiologist that's really a great spot to do it so yeah yeah it's just a place that i'd done a little bit of research on oh interesting it is a great place it's it there's the people are so nice i mean Southern hospitality is, is a real thing and it's, it's a yeah. great place to live. So I can tell you more about that another time if you have <laughs> questions about Atlanta. But yeah, I mean, one of the other things I was thinking of with the pros of all of this is I am using what I have at my house. And I mean, I'm talking all the expensive products that I bought, the facial, you know, mm-hmm. creams and masks. And I mean, all the food and, and items that I had in my cupboard and you know all the books that i have at my fingertips that maybe just sat on the shelf or mm. the yeah isn't that know, funny yeah how it makes you really think kind of re-examine your inventory of everything mm-hmm. it's been so great and realizing like also we don't need so much like you have enough yeah. this concept of like you have enough you are enough like you know, I was talking to a student this morning and he's like, I miss my lattes, but I realize that, you know, I, I can make it without all of those. And, and he's mm-hmm. like, it's actually saving me a lot of money. And ironically, I hadn't had, I'm, I'm a coffee addict, but I hadn't had one cup in a month. And I had, I had really? one. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I've still <laughs> been drinking coffee this whole time. My big change. Like I have a French press and I usually like grind it into a different grind. It's like, okay, first world problems. Like it's, I'll be okay with a different grind of coffee. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, well, I realized this morning I was like, I need to apologize to myself for depriving me of so much joy. It tasted so good. Oh, it does taste so good. It just puts a smile on my face in the mornings, especially (laughs) because I find myself a little less motivated to do like the nine to five job work from home stuff. Like I would rather just, I I don't know, I'd rather be on vacation right now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that must be. So the coffee just helps like put me in the right mindset so I can just like get to work. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's an interesting thing because, you know, we had talked about how there's more time for some people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the, one of the cons, I guess, to get into that is this huge uncertainty and and closure of businesses and loss of employment and and the job security thing for so many Mm -hmm. people. Um, And so it's this big diversity between like people that are working and I'm talking to them and they're, overly stressed like I'm talking to people and they're like there are so many more calls and I'm finding no time or you know somebody that's living with their significant other they're like we never see each other because we're constantly working and it's ironic Mm -hmm. that we're here but not even getting time to spend together (laughs) yeah right and then in the flip side it's like people that don't even know what to do with themselves and they're you know you're you're stuck in your thoughts and so that's where the yoga comes in is like finding that balance right between okay this we're being invited to slow down right now and to right. really you know take a look inward and to look at our 
habits and our processes and the things that we are attached to and the all of the things that we're doing and how we're connecting with people and you know so it's it's really interesting to see that sort of dichotomy between like okay some people are so busy and then some people don't even know what to do with their time and it's, right. it's just really because it, essentially overnight all of our lives changed and our schedules mm-hmm. changed and mm-hmm. everything's just different now you're you know you're either on one of those two ends of the extreme or you're, or you're somewhere in between but we've all had to kind of adapt and change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I try to I try to be kind especially to myself during these times because you know some days I'll have a great day and some days I'll just be more down and it just it just depends and you kind of have to adapt to your practice and how you treat yourself and what you do with your day depending on how you are doing that day absolutely I mean do you know where you go like what causes those down days versus is it is it triggered by something is it just you wake up I hate the rain I lived in Seattle and I hate the rain so when the weather's been down I've been a little bit more down Um, right I just I hate the rain it rains there from like October to March and I like broke an umbrella from overuse I just I don't like being wet and cold for you know six months out of the year it just was not I just I don't like the rain (laughs) so that's part of it yeah but my living experiences also changed um right during this pandemic so my little brother um used to live with me and was my roommate so I had a lot more um social support but he was already in a transition to move back home so he could kind of re-strategize what he's doing and kind of work on some of his own projects over there. So that was already in the works. And then this happened. So it was like, you know, you kind of have to get over there quick while the airports are still open. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so that's changed. So that's also been a new change. But on on the plus side of that, I've had so much, I'm not usually a huge, huge neat freak, but I've been doing so much cleaning because <laughs> I've had the yes. time. And the space, and I was thinking, you know what, I just want to reinvent my space for how I feel I am right now. Like, I want to just, it's time for a refresh. So it's been nice. And I actually turned that room into a little studio. So I have this great space for yoga now. Oh, that's amazing. So yoga, meditation, I, um, and I can just, even from Zoom, I can put it on like a TV if I want to watch a class. And then it's, it's easy to do that way too. Absolutely. That I was laughing at myself because originally I came home, right, like the first week, and I mm-hmm. rearranged my entire living room. And I had this um, keyboard on a stand that I put into my bedroom, and I was turning my whole place upside down. And usually that signifies that I'm unsettled in my mm-hmm. life when I start doing the rearranging. And I texted my aunt, who I'm really close to, and she always laughs at me when I do this. I hadn't done it in a while. And she was like, oh, no, put it back. Put it back. It looked good before. What are you doing? And oh, wait, wait, this wait. is... You take a picture when you rearrange things before and after, and then you have her kind of giving you feedback? Well, it wasn't so much a feedback thing. It was like a, look what I'm doing. Uh-oh, this, look, alert, alert, like, help. <laughs> something's going on and it's not good. I'm turning my apartment upside down and the, the couch is now on the ceiling. Like, what do I do? <laughs> um, and it was, it's kind of humorous because it's my way. See, the, the ironic thing is our physical space. And even before I got on this um, call with you, I was organizing my space because I feel like it's so important to have a clear living space and our physical um not only just our environment, but our physical bodies and everything goes hand in hand with 
the internal and the energetic space. And so, you know, I think that's exactly what I was feeling is I was feeling the chaos of everything that was out of my control. So what I could control was how my space, my physical space is organized. And that kind of Mm -hmm. brought me some, some peace. Yes, exactly. So when I moved everything around, ironically, I ended up keeping it. I, I, I made the joke that oh, this is going to go back to the way it was in like three days. Mm-hmm. And it has been so amazing because I just, I have this nice big area now to mm-hmm. film my classes or, you know, the live classes and to move around freely. The piano's off in my room and it actually, I really enjoy it. I haven't played as much, but I haven't had time to. But it's like, I've organized my space and it works for right now. I have this little like That's good. Home That's great. office. Yeah. Yeah. When you can make you know? something um, functional and still seems decluttered and aesthetically pleasing, like that's great. Like, yeah, every, I think everyone's had to play with the whole home office setup too. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all working from home now, but those of us that are lucky enough to be able to you know, still have a job. Mm-hmm. Well, I made the joke. I had a student on a Zoom class today and she was like, I'm sorry for the mess back here. This is where I do this and that. And I was laughing. I'm like, don't worry about it. Nobody's looking. But you guys, you know, you're inviting people in when you're online now. So, you know, clean up a little bit. Like, it's funny because people will make jokes oh, like, yeah. your space looks so good. And I'm like, laughing. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's the view that you're seeing. But actually, I do try to keep it pretty organized even outside the view. <laughs> you bring up a good point. So you've had to move a lot of your business. You've had to move all of your classes to online. So from your perspective, how easy or how difficult is it to actually like see people's poses? Do you have like tips or anything like that that you think would be better from the instructor standpoint? Oof. Um, well, that's... Like, like um, a straight on camera v- view. Is that easier for you as an instructor? Or is it better to do it from like a side view? Definitely depends. I mean, for my privates, um, we, we've got it down, you know, depending on their space and everything, I feel like they've figured it out. I would say that one has it sort of up a little bit and then he's, he's somewhat at a diagonal. So I can see, you know, what I need to see. And then for my private clients, I mean, I know, I know their practice so well. I know the things to look out for. And if I can't see something well, I can adjust them. For the Zoom classes, I would say I can definitely see people better from a horizontal view. But, mm. you know, I mean, it's, it's whatever people are comfortable with. Some people don't, you know, like to be on camera. And I get that. And, you know, they'll either purposely have it to where I can see enough. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because you're you're inviting people into your space too. And you're inviting people to, you know, I mean, hopefully when people are in a class together, they're not all like, like you would in a regular class. I mean, hopefully you don't go and look around and, you know, I mean, that's, right. that's one yeah, of the things. Yoga. I, I toyed with that idea too. It's like, well, do I, do I want my camera to be on or do I leave it off? And I, I just ultimately decided, well, I'm gonna leave it on in case they see something that they want me to adjust, at least the options mm-hmm. out there. And I felt like it was a little more of um like participating in the community because everyone else was doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like when people's cameras are on. And of course I, I completely honor and respect the fact that some people don't want it on for whatever reason. I mean, they've got, you know, they don't feel like 
dressing appropriately that day or their space or they've got somebody walking around or kids or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely you know, changed I mean, my outfit depending on whether I was turning the camera on or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was going out like often to teach without makeup on and now I'm like, oh, that was a close up. I better put a little like cover up on or, you know, under yeah. eyes. Like, it's funny. I'm thinking about it more, but I mean, it's it's just whatever silly. makes you feel comfortable in your practice exactly. <laughs> i support you i support like you yes. yeah like, and there's even this moment where like you might have heard her clapping around but i have a german shepherd dog and she like comes she'll come in in the middle of class sometimes and she'll just start mm. playing around i was like oh well i guess that's free entertainment for everyone who sees that <laughs> i love it sometimes i feel like i'm actually in my client's space because their dog runs up or their yeah. cat walks by and I'm like, I miss those little animals. You know, it's just <laughs> like, I miss everybody, but it's, oh, it's such a blessing to be able to see, you know, everybody on the screen at least, I mean, and, and check in and it's just, oh, I'm so grateful for it because the first two weeks, you know, everybody wasn't sure what was going on. We were doing the quarantine and, you know, okay, two weeks, let's, let's self quarantine. So people mm. kind of, I, I was basically out of work for, you know, for the majority of that time. I mean, some people were still doing the classes or the online, you know, one-on-ones, but mm. um, that did bring up a lot of fear. And, and now, you know, virtual yoga has picked up and I'm so grateful and, and I'm happy to give back. And all my classes are either, you know, free, I'm offering them and donation based. Some people are giving and, and I'm so appreciative, but also I want to make it so clear to people, like if you're not working or you're financially strained, please still come and practice. It brings me so much joy to see you. And I want to also Aww. give back. So I don't, see, I love that. I love that. Especially the yoga community has stepped up, I think, and really practicing what we preach and just, you know, doing, yeah, like you said, doing things because it's the right thing to do. Like if you need this, I'm here for you. Yeah. I mean, I had a student message me and she was like, I want to come to your Zoom classes, but I'm totally out of work. And I was like, please don't think twice about it. And then even after class, it was so sweet. She was like, okay, how can I do? And I was like, do not <laughs> like yeah. just come show up. Like yeah, your it's her, her community. Like we try to take care of each other if we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I mean, sometimes too, it's like those two weeks were important for me because, you know, it was it was good for me to feel that because I, you know, luckily my business is going well. And so for me to experience what other people feel sometimes, you know, if, if they're out of jobs or their, their business is not thriving, it's like, mm -hmm. that was good. It, it, it teaches us compassion and, and understanding and we have to experience things sometimes to, you know, understand i mean there's a there's a saying you know you can't ever fully know what someone else is going through until you walk through their shoes and you never really walk in their shoes but we can we can imagine and we can try to understand even if two people have a very similar situation of a loss or you know whatever it may be it's it's just you still don't fully understand what that other person's going through and what they've experienced in their life but it's it's situations like this that bring us together that help us to broaden our perspective and have a bigger understanding of feeling that loss of whatever it may be and and having compassion so that yeah. we can reach out you know and go hey like 
I'm here for you. Do you need anything? I've been there, you know? So it's, I appreciate those couple of weeks where I was like, Oh crap. And then the financial market, I was getting really into the stock market right before this, like almost to the point where it was like, Aaron, are you going to like stop teaching yoga and just do this? Cause you kind of need to like focus on one or the other. Cause it's like, cause it takes a lot of time. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Cause I'm, I imagine you have to do a lot of research and you have to follow everything closely. I was, and I was thinking, wow, I'm just so like, I'm getting this. And, and I had a little background in, in, like I, I was an insurance major in college. And so I did a okay. lot of like, um, underwriting. I insured directors and officers. So you're, you're comfortable like, when it comes to just the finance area. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I knew enough to be dangerous, you know, and yeah. then it was like, right when this all happened, I mean, I couldn't make a right turn the, mm-hmm. the right way. I mean, it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, like I said, I had all this anxiety built up from what I had heard. So I was like, oh, okay, this is not going to be good. And then mm-hmm. the day that it could come up like 10% crazy amount, I had pulled everything out. And so mm-hmm. not only did I miss that, I, um, I had it in something so risky that I basically lost like 50%. I mean, it was disgusting, but it was mm-hmm. also a hugely valuable learning experience because it, I went through a couple days of devastation and then it really teaches you that like letting go is so important and, and material stuff and, and money comes and goes and things are always changing. And it's, you can't attach, like it's, it's an internal job. It's, it's the work inside that really brings us joy. It's not all the external stuff. And that's, that's right. the yoga practice. So I had to do some digging and, and let some things go. And I was like, all right, um, expensive lesson and it will be okay. And mm-hmm. you know, it just, yeah. Often the, the best lessons for us are those ones that aren't comfortable. Like those mm. when in the face by life. Sometimes you're like, okay, now I get it. It's a very mm-hmm. valuable lesson. Sometimes it has to be a little more aggressive, but um, in the end, if you're learning from it, I think it's a good thing. Oh, absolutely. I was, I was reading through some stuff I've been doing so much reading and it is just oh my gosh that is one of the things that has kept me grounded and sane is just having that time to read all of these amazing books mm. that i have in my you know on my bookshelf so what are you and, reading um, what are you reading right now where are some some of the highlights <laughs> i i read a lot of yoga books it's funny i i I'm not like a TV person or a read for pleasure person. Like, I mean, I, well, it's pleasurable to me, but um, it's funny. People are like, I don't understand what you do in your free time. Like, how do you not watch TV? Like, I just don't get it. I have, I have a client who's um, the creator of an amazing show. So I watched that and then I've watched like a couple others. I love Shit's Creek too, but I mean. Oh my, yeah. Like, so Shit's Creek. Yeah. I- Oh man, I just watched the finale of the whole thing and it was great. (laughs) Moira's outfit cracked me up so much. I was like, I think that might be the best thing she ever wore on that show. (laughs) I haven't seen the finale. Oh my God. I mean, I won't won't ruin anything, but but that that show is great because what I love about that show is, you know, it focuses on relationships and I find myself gravitating towards the shows that really emphasize, you know, relationships and connection and community. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, like I said, I'm not a TV watcher, but then when I do carve out the time, I'm like, oh, this is a good thing. <laughs> like, you can learn a lot. It's really nice. Like, it's not just mindless, and there's great TV. It's just, oh, it's yeah. so. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson's on Netflix. Like, you can learn a lot about <laughs> space yeah. if you want to. Oh, absolutely. That's, I think it's like, um, I guess probably how people feel about yoga. They don't know where to begin, right? They're like, oh, I don't know how to get into it or meditation. I don't know. So they don't touch it. That's how I feel about TV. I mean, yeah. it's weird. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, there's all these great shows. Well, I don't know where to begin. So I'm just going to leave that on the side. I don't even know what to do with it. Yeah, that's like, one of the funniest <laughs> things I hear from people. It's like, have you ever done yoga before? They're like, no. It's like, I'm, well, do you want to try it? They're like, but I've never done it before. It's like, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's oh, okay. absolutely. It's designed for literally anyone and everyone. You just have to figure out what works for you on, you know, and your body. Like, how hard do you want to go? When is it time to take a break? Exactly. I mean, there's so many different ways to practice. And yeah, these, these are the common things that I hear. I am not flexible enough. Mm -hmm. I tried it a couple times and I didn't like it. Um, and I hear I that say, one a lot too. I hear uh, actually yeah. both of those a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's all the time. Uh -huh. And the thing is, I get it because, you know, you know what you know, right? But how so, do you get more flexible? You work on your flexibility. Right. Like, and and especially as a guy, it, there are some hip stuff that's very uncomfortable because, and, and we're Americans on top of that. So like we sit in our cars a lot as we were talking about earlier. Yep. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of discomfort. It's like, oof. but then also how are you going to get past that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to work on it. Exactly. Well, I have clients saying, you know, complaining of some back pain and they're like are you hearing this like i'm sitting more i'm not walking more and i said absolutely mm -hmm. not only does the physical body tell us you know feedback as to what we are or aren't doing physically mm -hmm. but it also holds on to emotions and so the stress of the world sits in different areas whether it be our shoulders and neck or the low back mm -hmm. or the hips or you know in our joints or whatever it is you know you're going to feel it and so if we look at it in the way that it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable and try to reject it, you know, mm. that's, that's one way to approach it, which doesn't typically work. Or you look at it and you almost have a conversation with it like you would in a relationship. And instead of rejecting it or pushing it away, you invite it and you sort of listen and ask, you know, what is this informing me of? You know, do I need to add more movement and stretching or do I need to release stress in some way? Am I working too hard? Or if I'm not working right now, you know, how can I focus my energy towards something that's positive and proactive and, you know, use the time to get to know myself better or, you know, change something around my home or have a creative project that I start or whatever it may be, connect with loved ones, like you said, or things like that, where we can look at it in just a different way because we can't control our circumstances and right. the things that are happening around us. But what we can do is control our reaction to it. And, right. so, and I try to remind myself of that too. Like there's a lot that we can't control right now, but there's a lot that we can control and mm -hmm. everything isn't doom and gloom. There's still a lot of positive. This is a great opportunity for us collectively to really kind of refocus on what we think is important. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're being asked to do, right? Like one of the um, 
big aspects of the yoga practice is looking at what we call our samskaras or these imprints that have that have been left in our body and in our being and in our minds and um, there are habits and the things that we sort of hold tightly and I, I think the big complaint that I heard was like I'm grieving the loss of what could have been this time or you know I'm I'm holding on to this like expectation of what could have been or or holding on to i'm not making sense right now but <laughs> no no you're making sense but if you're um, but if you're always holding on to that of kind of mourning what could have been then how are you ever supposed to see what can be and what's right in front of you exactly so it's 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 the process of letting go and ironically yoga isn't about just flexibility physically it's it's mm -hmm. being flexible it's being resilient it's, you know, if it were just about flexibility, then I wouldn't still be doing yoga because, you know, I'm working on my flexibility. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it can be intimidating when you see um, veterans in there and they're doing all these crazy poses. And you're like, what? But then you just start making small changes. And before you know it, you, you just you see improvement. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about the yoga practice is I it's like you have these thoughts of. I could never do that. And then fast forward and, and I, I mean, physically or mentally or whatever it may be, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking to the physical practice or the asana practice right mm -hmm. now, but I mean, so many times I'm looking around, I remember way back when, and I was thinking I could never do that. But the one key thing that I did not let get in the way is I never believed those thoughts, meaning they came, mm -hmm. but I didn't let them limit me. I yeah. just, I thought it and I observed it. So I guess I was practicing yoga before I knew I was practicing yoga during the, <laughs> during the progress of, you know, moving forward in my practice. But it, it just, you, you can't be limited by the thoughts and the stories in our mind, even now. I mean, exactly. Yeah. With all of the stuff going on, it's like, I, I had to turn off the news. I mean, I, I, during those couple first weeks, I was like, okay, watching the news and it was confusing and mm -hmm. conflicting and you didn't know what to believe. And it was just yeah, like, just I was getting irritated. what channel you're on depends on what kind of information you're getting. So if you're watching yeah. like an online progressive news channel versus Fox versus CNN versus MSNBC versus your local news versus the CDC versus the public health department, they all have, <laughs> they all Facebook have different stuff versus Facebook news. versus Instagram <laughs> versus your friends, COVID-19 memes. Like there's... <laughs> There's all sorts of information out there, but you know, the general public isn't, they're not trained scientists to know how to examine all of this information and figure out what's true and not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just today, I got a text of someone being like, all right, is it really as bad as everyone makes it seem? And the truth is I, there's this great quote from um, Dr. Fauci that was something along the lines of, if it seems like it's an overreaction, then it's the right amount of reaction. Mm. Because it means you're taking it just seriously enough where you can try and, you know, impact things on a large scale. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, because, because even here in LA, the most recent thing is now we're asked to cover our faces warm when we're in public. Now mm -hmm. there's not really a ton of data to show that that makes a big difference, but there also isn't 
any data showing that it's harmful, it's likely, you know, it may do nothing, but it may do something. So it's worth doing. Right. I think that that was a confusing thing for people too, right? Because at first mm -hmm. it was like, masks don't help and like all this stuff. Yeah. And, then it and then they're like, like save all the masks for the healthcare yeah. workers and the people who mm -hmm. need them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that again, it's, you're hearing so many different things and going back to sort of our original conversation about how the COVID-19 just sort of relates to the yoga practice is that it really is just magnifying this sense of life is unknown, like the next moment is unknown. And so coming back to presence, which mm -hmm. is a huge part of yoga. And then, um, you know, I just thought yeah, you're never, you're never guaranteed tomorrow. Right. Anything could happen now, right now, everyone's worried about COVID-19, but you don't, I mean, you could cross the, the crosswalk on your cell phone, just texting people, get hit by a car. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Oh, but going back to my original thought of, yes, it's magnifying the unknown, but it's also, you know, like we were saying with all the misinformation, mm -hmm. we get misinformation all the time in our mm -hmm. thoughts, in our daily lives. And so it's just recognizing how important a practice of, you know, turning inward and slowing down and getting rid of the noise so that you can hear truth and you can yeah. connect to that because that's, that's a good deep. point. Yeah, oh there's that there's that part of you, that part of you that listens to your instinct. And whenever you do that, it always works out. And conversely, when you know something, you have a gut feeling and you shouldn't do it, it always blows up in your face. So I think having that time for introspection where you can be more in touch with that side of yourself has been very valuable. Yeah. Well, I mean, hindsight is always 2020, right? But it's like <laughs> yeah. we can never we can never know whether an instinct or a thought, you know, how to but but that's that's the practice is just how do I get closer to that truth and that mm -hmm. like higher whatever it may be that you believe it, you know, higher power or higher vibration or higher self that's not stuck in the ego mind and that's not mm. the chatter and the you know sort of whatever noise is mm -hmm. um and so that's why you know it's just okay i said this isn't working for me i'm gonna turn back to what is and so it's it's just quiet and it's yoga and it's meditation and it's reading and it's it's filling my mind with positive stuff so that i can do my work and help others kind of guide them towards that too. Because like I said, it was just not working at first <laughs> to listen mm -hmm. to all the other stuff. So I had to re redirect. Yeah. And I think you, you made a great point. Like how we talk to ourself, our internal dialogue is so important. Like mm -hmm. I, I did the same thing when I was seeing people and you're like, I can't do that. And now I try not to say like, I can't be like, okay. Mm. That's something mm -hmm. that use that as fuel to push harder in your practice today. If today's a good day for that, you know? Exactly. So and, go and when you're right in the middle of something, especially something that's a really challenging pose, like your mind isn't wandering. The only thing it's thinking maybe is like, how much longer do we have to do this? But you're not <laughs> thinking about anything that's happening at work because you are just like, how do I keep doing this without falling over? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
<laughs> guide back to the breath. <laughs> yeah. Back to the now. I mean, how ironic that you just said that, right? Because how many people are thinking, how much longer are we going to be in our houses? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah, well, it is. No. It's a little, it's a smaller scale, right? You know that you're not going to be in a warrior two for three weeks, but like maybe, maybe that teacher decides to hold you there for that long. I don't know. know, (laughs) It's just, it's so, it's so synonymous with like the, the yoga philosophy can be applied to any situation. So it's like, oh my gosh, when I found it, I was like, wow, this is the thing that I kind of knew, but I didn't know I knew, but I was looking for all along and I found my guidebook. Oh my gosh! Like, oh, where is yeah. this so long? Like, how did I not have this? Sooner? And it's so and, universal, right? Like, you can, mm-hmm. like, you can, you can do it during a pandemic, and you don't have to have a fancy gym. You can do it as part of your regular nine to five life when it, life is yeah. according to plan. But yeah, and there's no right or wrong way. I mean, going back to what we had talked about, how the the conversation of, oh, I've tried it a couple times that I didn't like it, and it's mm-hmm. like. Um, then I'll say, well, what if you like heard a couple songs that you didn't like? Does that mean you don't like music? Or what if you <laughs> right. only watched that's a, a good, few a movies and, and they just weren't for you? Like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you not into movies? Or, you know, it's, it's, that's how vastly different the yoga practice can be and what um, the teacher focuses on, but more so what the student is ready for. You know, and so you're going to yeah. hear and experience a class in a different way, depending on where, you know, where the person is in their life and in their mind. I had, I had a live class that I was doing and it, it, it was probably not one of my like shining moments because I had a hard time getting on. Technology is not like my forte. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this whole thing forcing me on to, okay, Aaron, you've been working on your website for four years now. Are you going to finish that <laughs> class? Like, it's like, but I was like, I don't really need a website. And yeah, well, if you need help with that too, let me know. I can pitch it. I do that all the time. It's fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's a joke with the website and everything. But um, somebody commented on the feed, this is boring. Oh. And I was like... <laughs> Like, you know but it was actually i saw the comment and i just like it I, it like, made me laugh a little bit because i was like you're probably bored like in a lot of your life and i'm sorry but yeah it's but okay also, like, like when someone's doing, also when someone's <laughs> trying to like give back and help out like don't try don't punch them in the gut <laughs> oh it was fine you know what I, I honestly didn't take offense to it oh, i mean okay. there are things that certainly throw me off i mean people comment yeah. oh, really weird things on those live streams but oh. i was just i was like oh you must be bored like that's okay you could be bored in my class like yeah i'm sure that plenty of people can be bored with whatever i'm teaching and then there are people that will enjoy it and that's one of the great lessons about becoming a yoga teacher is that you realize like you are not going to be for everyone you Mm. cannot be for everyone Mm. don't try to be for everyone and it's like such a lesson in life like yeah and every teacher has a different personality and I love that and just like you're saying there's some people that I have good chemistry with and there's some people that I don't yeah just but that's great because that means that there is something for everyone you just have to going back to what you were saying you just have to try it enough Exactly. And when you find people that you really connect with, like you don't have to think about it. It's not a cerebral experience. You'll feel it. Like it's just yeah. great. Yeah. And then your practice will change and it will evolve. And then you'll mm-hmm. realize like that teacher that 
wasn't right for me now is right for me and you just yeah. it depends on where you're at too and it's so you're like do i need you know, a drill sergeant type of yoga instructor <laughs> today or do i need someone that's going to be more like gentle and caring today like what do i need exactly <laughs> and then you know yeah i mean and you know who's more consistent and 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 what you're going to get from the different classes but also i mean i am all for a class that like i hate to say obviously i would ref- rather take a class that um, does give me what I need. And, and oftentimes, you know, I'll do my own practice for that. But mm-hmm. you can learn something no matter what, if that's the mindset you have. And that's the perspective. That's it's like, Even if it's, it's an instructor that is terrible. Fumbling, saying weird things. You could, you learn compassion. But what does that teach you? you? Yeah, compassion. I mean, it teaches you how to focus and maybe yeah. more, again, on introspection. Like, what are you feeling in your body while they're getting their stuff together? And, like, we all have bad days. It happens. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so earlier we were talking about all these different groups of people and how they're affected by COVID-19. So maybe we could talk a little bit more about what you're hearing from people within your social networks, like how the single life being quarantined is versus in family situations when your kids are home and they're not in school, those sort of things. Absolutely. I mean, again, going back to the idea that we, um, get to broaden our perspective and really understand that we're all in this together, but experiencing it in so many different ways from uh, the busyness of employment to the loss of employment to the Mm. having to care for a family and loved ones and be in the space together to a roommate that you may or may not get along with to being alone and have that be um, sort of again, magnified as far Mm. as that goes. And, and, I, you know, for me, I experienced at first, again, I was like, I'm alone. I live alone. How long is this going to go? And it brings, it it kind of fast forwards you to, am I going to be living alone and dying alone? Like, you know, it just, you go (laughs) like alone. And I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, the fear of like, well, uh, like for instance, a friend had just gone through, um, a separation and she wasn't ready to date. And now she's like, but what if I am ready to date? And now I can't date. And she's spiraling. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. So yeah. this is good because you realize like we don't get to choose the time frame, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like maybe this is a good thing because it helps you to like do the work to get ready to go and put yourself out there. And then I I think you're a hundred percent right that it magnifies whatever your experience is. It's just magnified by a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like also to take yourself out and go, okay, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm alone. And then it just took a little shift to go, wait a minute. I'm alone and this is great. Like, but, but you <laughs> yeah. get to choose that. Like I could have yeah. stayed wallowing in the I'm alone and there's nobody to talk to and nobody to hug. And, or I get to pick like, oh, wait a minute. Um, I don't have to clean up after anybody else. I don't have to share in this space with somebody else. And so then I immediately, again, went back to feeling compassion for those that are in situations that, You know, I mean, I've got another close friend who's like, now she's fine. But she last week was like, 
I am about to lose my mind. <laughs> I, you know, every day I'm trying yeah. to cook food that's healthy and plan activities and then deal with the school and blah, blah, blah. and I was like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, at the same time, it's like, well, okay, acknowledge what we feel. And then what can we do about it? Right? Like yeah. how can what we make is it within our control? Yeah. Like Let's how not stress about what's matter? outside of our realm of changing things. We, yeah. can't, we can't control when this ends. We can, right. we can make an impact on it, but we don't know when it's going to end exactly. We just know that it, you know, it will end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I had a client who's a big foodie and this morning we were talking and he was like, I cannot wait to go out to the nice restaurants again. And I said, Hey, look, how about this? You know, yes, that's going to be amazing, but why don't you treat yourself one day this weekend or something order from one of the, cause they're delivering. If right. you feel comfortable, you know, supporting your favorite restaurant, get the delivery for your family and enjoy it. I see, you know, people doing that. It's like, I'm yeah. not really doing the food delivery from restaurants right now. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's interesting. Cause I'm like, I'm being forced to cook and throw things together and use what I have and make these, interesting concoctions yeah and, like, and i actually, find myself i challenge challenging myself to use the produce before it goes bad as a single yeah. person that's very different than when my brother was here because we both love to cook and we're both pretty damn good cooks i'd say but right. like trying to figure out exactly it's it's a fine line right because you don't want to go to the store and possibly expose yourself to coronavirus more mm -hmm. than you need to so you have to mm -hmm. buy the right amount, but you also don't want to have waste. So it's like, ah, yeah. and you have to think about an entire meal before, right. you know, you, what's everything you're going to need because you can't just, you know, go back to the store or you don't want to have the grocery delivered, you know, every other day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we need to also try to be kind to those people that are working. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I feel for, and am so grateful for, um, the people that are going into the grocery store and doing all this. I mean, and not to mention, know. you talk know, about, talk everybody about the else. Back, the backbone oh. of our economy right now. It's like all of the, a lot of just the cashiers, the grocers, all these people. And it's like, they're really being the backbone for this right now. They're making sure that we all don't go hungry. Absolutely. I mean, and let's obviously not miss the people that are on the front lines and in the, hospitals and the definitely doctors all those people, people some are, of those people have even had to self-quarantine in like the basements of their home because they're seeing nothing mm -hmm. but COVID-19 cases it's like yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yes I mean so grateful for everybody and and everybody is doing well <laughs> not everybody's doing their part I guess I mean I, I can't speak for everyone <laughs> well not but, everyone you know, I've definitely seen some people not doing their part <laughs> <laughs> But we, you know, we do the best we can and, and that's, that's what you can do. And you can, you know, focus on uh, ways that you can help and ways that you can get yourself to a place to um, be able to reach out and um, inspire other people and um, make a difference. And, you know, but again, I mean, there's a balance even with that because we have to, we don't want to put ourselves in danger Right. Yeah. I mean, I, so I ran into that issue. So I'd contacted mm -hmm. my city council person and I was like, Hey, is there some, do we have anything the city's setting up so we can help our own community? Because something mm -hmm. I was thinking is I'm, I'm a healthy young man that can go and like pick up food for 
a senior citizen or someone with a compromised immune system and right. I deliver it to them so that they don't have to you know get exposed so I was trying to see if there's a way that I could help out doing that and her suggestion was to help out um, I believe Project Angel Food because they need a lot of help getting all the meals together but then you're putting yourself in a kitchen close quarters like you know they're wearing masks and gloves and I think they're you know complying as much as they can be but you're mm. still you know exposing yourself to people that you don't live with and there's always mm -hmm. you know there's a risk right so what is the right amount right and i think that that yeah it's, it's hard i think it's different you know everyone has to make their own call but it's hard finding you know walking the line between wanting to help your community and wanting to protect yourself right right so yeah i mean i think that again going back to how do we do our part and what feels best for you in a way that you know you can um, feel like you're contributing right and and mm -hmm. there's different capacity for different people and I, I love Pima Chodron I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right Pema Pima Chodron I love all of her books so going back to how you were like what are your books and then we Wait, kind how of do you, quick, that how, do you, how do you spell her name just in case anyone wants to like google it oh absolutely it's P-E-M-A and then Chodron C-H-O-D-R-O-N Okay. Um, her, her latest book is called Welcoming the Unwelcome, which is so, I mean, appropriate to this situation. <laughs> How do we welcome this unwelcome thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's such a topic. And I love all of her books. I mean, she wrote one, I think the first one that I read was When Things Fall Apart. And the idea is that, and they're always falling apart and coming back together. And so it's like, mm -hmm. how do we respond to that falling apart? Is it devastation and we get sucked down into the black hole and can't get out? Or do you build yourself up and get stronger from it because you had to think bigger and you had to, you know, do some deeper work? Um, mm -hmm. So it almost becomes this gift. Oh, there was, um, there was a quote. Did I already talk about this? My, Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou. Oh, no, no, but she's, she's great. So by all means, I actually have a story that's kind of relevant too. So go ahead and yeah, quote her. Mm. Yeah. So she says, um, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. And then she says, in fact, it may be necessary to encounter, encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. And I think that that's so beautiful and exactly like what I was just talking about is like, you know, it's not about the defeats. It's just, do you let yourself right. get defeated or, you know, do you rise above and, and go, wow, I really was able to get through that. And, um, yeah. Hopefully I won't let you or make you forget, but going back to Pima Chodron, she talks about sort of the, um, there's three different zones. There's the learning zone, which is like our growth phase. And then there's the comfort zone and then the excessive risk zone. And so it's like, we want to kind of be in that learning growth zone, like most of the time, majority of the time, but, but sometimes you need to be in the comfort zone and know like back to what we were talking about, what, capacity or what feels right for you um and so sometimes like if you're really going through it maybe you need just comfort and and you are where you are and that's okay and then knowing if you're getting stuck there or if you're pushing too hard conversely and you know you're going to end up 
in suffering or injured or you know right, harming right. yourself or others so yeah and if you're prideful you know you might actually do something that you're not ready for you're not in touch with your body and you might twerk something like mm-hmm. yeah um going back to Maya Angelou she she was great she had that like that grandma elder energy but also like the kind that you don't want to piss off (laughs) and I remember there was this conversation between her and Oprah where Oprah had called her and she was crying about something and she said stop it she's like I just want whatever it is it doesn't matter because this will make you a better person in the end Mm, whatever mm -hmm. this conflict is it is an opportunity and it is a lesson for you to become a better person. So no matter how bad it is, you will be better if you take the time to let it all in. Absolutely. And I mean, again, that goes back to sometimes we're ready for that and sometimes we're not. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, can we, can we learn to have that perspective and, you know, to go there? What, what is the silver lining Um, there's an aspect of the yoga practice. Um, the yoga sutras are, are a huge part of the yoga philosophy that I fell in love with. Um, and there's books on the translations of the yoga sutras. And basically one of them is that pain is our purification. And so if I've been going through something that's painful, whether it be physical pain or, emotional pain it's like i'm always reminded of that okay this is my purification and in the end you know it ends up that's absolutely i feel lighter i feel more clear but you've got to go through that and it's like how do we get through it um and it's funny that you mentioned oprah because i there was another quote that i loved um (laughs) that oprah i mean she has some great stuff too she has like great guests on her podcast and yeah there's some good there's lots of great stuff in there (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So Oprah says, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. So it's the, again, what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on right now? And how, oh, this is, I I can't go out and I can't see my friends and focusing on lack? Or are you going to shift and focus on what you do have and what you can do and mm-hmm. how you can grow and how the slowing down and the time at home can be beneficial exactly. and in the end we'll end up appreciating that freedom so much more mm-hmm. <clears throat> but can we be in the now though because mm-hmm. if we yeah. do things and go okay well i'm waiting for that though because i want the fruit of my labor and i want okay i want to fast forward let's get through this because i want to appreciate it more now (laughs) it's like wait (laughs) like it will come we have to trust that and maybe it won't but you know it's a whole journey you can't just fast Mm -hmm. forward to the next episode this isn't a netflix life like you can't next episode (laughs) yeah exactly it's like you know be in the now be in the now come back to the breath how do we stay present you know Mm so yeah changing that again changing that internal thinking process is huge like i used to think like oh, I'm never going to have a six pack. And my goal is not to have a six pack, but I've, I love that. You know, goal I love this. But, <laughs> but when I'm doing yoga, I've looked in the mirror and I'll have my shirt off. Sometimes I was like, damn, like these are some new muscles. <laughs> I was like, this pandemic life is like, it's really good on my core. 
Steve, we're going to need a photo attached to the podcast. See <laughs> these six pack abs. <laughs> we'll do pre and post pandemic. <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking, I'm like, but it's like, so focus on what you can have and what you want to have. And what I want to have is I just want to be healthier. And, you know, my eating has been healthier. My body has been healthier. You know, it's been, it's like, yeah, you can't have it. Focus on what you want to have. Oh, absolutely. Well, in the, in the past, before this, I would let my schedule dictate my eating and, oh, I'm, I've got to just stop really quickly. And I would get, you know, something that wasn't the most ideal to be eating. And now it's like, mm -hmm. I know what I have here. I get to eat <laughs> the healthy food that I've kept at home. I try to limit the sweets. I mean, I'm not trying to deprive myself of, um, again, I believe in balance. So, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I, I love sweets, but I've, I definitely, too. you know what I've done is I, speaking of cooking and recipes and spending all this time, I found a pretty good recipe for like a quote cookie that would make you, it like satisfies the sweet craving, but it's also not that terrible for you. It's just bananas and oats and then like chocolate chips. Mm. And that's I, all that's you, in it. you throw some sea salt on top. Yeah, that's it. Whoa. Like you don't have the butter, flour, sugar, the sugar in the banana is enough. And that like keeps the cookie texture. And then oh. I, I have some of that, like, what's it called? Um, like PB2, that dehydrated peanut butter stuff. I throw some of that in there too. And oh, get some wow. extra protein and then you don't feel bad about it. And you can have it as like a morning bar type thing, or you can have it as like a dessert thing. Do you cook it? Yeah, you bake it. 350 oh. for like 12 minutes and then you're oh. good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to need like a cooking with Steve. Episode here. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. <laughs> you, we'll leave you know. the camera on and you can see it all. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's how do we adapt? Right. And mm -hmm. change is truly inevitable. And so how do we shift? How do we, adjust how do we become flexible and resilient and and able to ride the waves and it's not always easy it's a, you were human right and it's like mm -hmm. okay like like you said be kind to yourself go easy on yourself and but but also like know when you need that little bit of tough love and go okay mm -hmm. hello you're stuck in these habits you've been wallowing this isn't serving you let's get up let's make some changes like yeah. have a little powwow with yourself and um, so, yeah so there are some things that I've been wanting to work on before this happened and then this kind of just gives you the time and space and you could just push forward it's like okay like diet for example like I was mm -hmm. you know I wanted to eat more plant-based stuff more fruits and vegetables and less meat and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. nothing like nothing like a pandemic to make that easier like <laughs> yeah for sure. Like I have time to try and make tofu taste good and not just taste like crap. And, and it's been kind of fun. And it's something that Ooh. like the stores have and you can keep for a while and it's a good protein source and stuff like that. <laughs> Speaking of keep for a while, I was going through, I was, I was trying to use what I had in my fridge and I pulled out tofu, which I buy and never make. So I'm going to need tips from you on that. I definitely have um, some tips for you. The main thing is you have to like get a lot of the water out and that's how you have like this crispy exterior, but still soft on the inside. So then when you mix it in with stuff later, it'll just like absorb the sauce. Oh, amazing. That's, that's been the key. <laughs> Well, I had my tofu was expired back in uh, December, and uh -huh. I called <laughs> I called one of my friends. He um, he's one of my clients' assistants, and he's an amazing chef. And I said, mm. "Yo, 
um, do you think if it expired in December, I should throw it out? And he was like, oh my God. He's like, do not make that. It's not worth the risk. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I guess I needed to ask um, to be sure, but I, it was just cracking me up because I'm like, are you kidding, Aaron? Like, <laughs> could you just not have even considered that? I mean, but, it's, it's fermented soy, right? So like, mm, I don't know. It might have been okay, but I, I don't know that it's... <laughs> is it worth it? Is it worth the risk during normal times? No. Well, is it yeah. Worth considering during a pandemic? Uh, you know... <laughs> I might have opened it up, but then how do you know if it smells bad? Because regular tofu already smells kind of weird. <laughs> Does it? See, I don't know because these are the things that sometimes I'll buy and have in my fridge, and I'm like, "Are you just decorating your refrigerator because you're yeah, never making that?" Like, so now I'm kind of like do. that with um, what's it called, tempeh? Mm, yep. Like that mm -hmm. nutritionally is so good for you, but if you eat that stuff right out of the package, it tastes like crap. I'm sorry, it tastes. <laughs> Wrap. <laughs> there are some that are seasoned really well, but those are the so things. So I figured that I'll out, buy. yeah, I figured mm -hmm. out you have to marinate it, especially in like a lot of lime juice, and then it can be mm -hmm. great for like an Indian or Mexican flavor profile, depending on how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was another one. I was like, oh, this is so gross. So I just kept <laughs> buying it until I could make it not taste like crap. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything with enough sauce tastes good, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So pretty much. The the pasta sauce or but like, like a salad or curry. But I've noticed like I just feel so much better. So it's important yeah. to like give my body the fuel it needs so that you know it can go through and have, you know, can do the work. Absolutely. I mean, I am loving these at-home workouts. Like there are classes that I could never make. I mean, my manager at Equinox has been doing amazing at-home workouts. That oh, I need I to check some of that out too. I know oh, there's, a, there's an ab class that I want to check out and some other stuff. So I, I need to circle back around. I, yeah. <laughs> you and these abs. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not just gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, just like you're not gonna be able to do the splits overnight if you're not flexible. You got to keep well, that's true. effort that to have true. incremental change. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And I love that you said that because you know, so many times it's like people will get discouraged because they want things right overnight. And mm -hmm. there is, there's another book, um, Rod Stryker, The Four Desires. And he was talking about um, how oftentimes, even if we know the benefits of like putting forth, you know, towards a meditation practice, or like you said, a little by little working on your abs or working on the splits or, um, learning to cook or whatever it may be, you know, just mm -hmm. putting a little effort into it. Um, even if we know the benefits of it, we fear the pain of putting forth the effort. And so we would rather deal with the comfort of knowing like our situation, even if it sucks mm -hmm. and we're just, you know, it's comfortable, but we're, we're more comfortable with that pain and we'll choose that over putting forth the effort little by little to get to a better place. And yeah. so it really takes commitment and it takes dedication, which is one of, again, <laughs> circling back to our yoga philosophy is um, one of the tenets of yoga is discipline. And, you know, sometimes doing the things that are uncomfortable to get to a better place and ironically, not to attach to the fruit of the labor. So not to yeah. this balance of it like, okay. It seems counterintuitive, but you're, yeah. you're nailed it right on the head. Yeah. 
it's it's like can we do it consistently like like i am working towards doing a handstand but i'm not but i'm not really trying to do the handstand i'm really working on my practice and i think the end result is going to be i'll be able to do a handstand Absolutely. Like I'm working on like my, again, core strength. This, that's why I've been doing more core stuff is because I'm realizing that's what I need to be able to like actually invert like that. Mm, well, like, inversions are one of my favorite things in the world and I can absolutely help you out with that and give you some tips because oh, I could definitely use some tips. Oh, I yeah. love inversions and handstands. And I mean, yes, core is a big part of it, but there's so many other pieces. And sometimes, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I hear that a lot with handstands is the core, the core. Mm -hmm. And really, ironically, I mean, there's so many pieces to it. It's strengthening the fingertips and it's opening the shoulders. You have to have shoulder mobility and stability. Mm -hmm. And then it goes up to the core and then even up to the I feel like for me... For me, I feel like I still need like to work on my hamstring flexibility so I can really push, so I can get down so far that I can actually like push off the ground. That's something that, that's just an area that I'm kind of stuck in right now. Mm, yeah, I'd have to see that part of your practice. I mean, hamstr- yeah. uh, the, the hamstring flexibility certainly helps. Obviously, the higher you can get your leg up, the, you know, the less distance you have to go to get your hips stacked over your shoulders and then to bring the other leg up. But there are ways, you know, around it, unless you're talking about like um, pressing up or something along those lines, uh, which the hamstring flexibility helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, like you said, it's all connected. So yeah. um, it's, and that's it's not just love about practicing yoga is, I feel like I know my body now more than I ever have in my entire life. And it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like I like my body has been in better, like physical looking shape before when I was, I had a, just one of my buddies was, we're just, he's a great workout partner. And we were just like, we were pretty, pretty ripped. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> and I don't have, we like broed out, but like now <laughs> I may not have quite as much like, chest muscles but i'm so much more in my body uh-huh. like, I, like i know and feel and understand my body more and i feel like i have more control over it that's amazing i mean the the benefits and the gifts from the yoga practice are like ongoing and yeah. endless and i love like, like when i was on the bench like i could you know i could get up there and bench a lot but then I would end up hurting my shoulder. I was like, well, now I'm not really respecting my body, am I? Mm. Yeah. I mean, and it, the, the thing is people can get injured in a yoga practice too, right? Mm-hmm. If, if they're approaching it like they would anything else, you yeah. know, so you can take that awareness now from the yoga and, and bring it into a bench press now. Right. And then it's like, right. you have more mindfulness. It's not about how, many pounds I can lift and how much I can do and pushing myself to the limit, but rather knowing your body, like you said, and, and being able to right. moderate the practice or, or whatever it is that you're doing um, so that it's, it's sustainable, like you said. Yeah. So. so that's what I actually do when I'm not actually taking a yoga class. I have like a yoga inspired workout that I do over in the gym, but it, it doesn't involve the bench, but I guess I could if I wanted to, but it, you know, I just, I try to take that mindfulness and that awareness and focus on the stuff that I think is going to, you know, improve my practice and things that I feel like my body needs to work on. 
that's key. You know, they always say, what can we take off the mat? So it's like, mm -hmm. whether you translate it from the physical practice to other physical things that you're doing. I mean, even mindfully, you know, I'll hear like people hurting their back from um, reaching down to grab something wrong or getting out of the car or, you know, something like that. And it's like taking the mindfulness into other areas of our life where we're, um, you know, whether you're doing yard work or cleaning the house or picking up a kid or whatever it may be. Um, and then also even maybe more importantly is taking it off the mat to um, the more mental practice or energetic practices or, you know, all of the philosophical type things from yoga. Yeah, exactly. So, when I was talking with um, Brent, when I did an episode with him, one of the things, cause I, I love his classes and him and I, like, I, we just have good chemistry. I just, I love it. And something that I've, he's really pushed me to focus and ask myself more is like, do you really need to quit right now? Or can you just keep going? Mm. Yeah. So, so like the more that I'm able to work on my physical practice of yoga, I also can spend more space in the areas that are more mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's that check-in, you know, that asking yourself that question, do yeah. I need to stop or can I keep going? Um, and, and it might be different from day to day and it will be different and it should be different, you know, depending mm -hmm. on all the things that are going on in the world in our personal life that we put into our bodies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's absolutely, it's like, it's my takeaway is like more the, are you asking the questions? Are you curious mm -hmm. or, you know, are we just ignoring all of that? So yeah. it's, it's less of the answer that you get and more of the, am I checking in? You know, am I asking yeah. these questions? And I think that's something that I need to incorporate more off the mat is, especially when it comes to work, is I need to check in with myself and be like, is this response coming from the right place before I send it? Like, I don't, I don't, mm. think, I, I don't think I'm an ass or anything at work, but like, you know, <laughs> these, these times do, like we were saying earlier, it magnifies everything. So like I have yep. a, you know, I work with an old Chinese woman. She's one of my coworkers and there's often miscommunication between us. There's mm. cultural, there's, um, you know, there's some language issues. So it's, it's easy to get frustrated and this has kind of brought all of that out. So now I'm, I try to challenge myself more to think like, all right, just take a breath and, and then think about your response and don't just automatically react. Right. Well, I mean, it's in, in that situation in and of itself, it's like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I can be a better communicator. Because I think we are going to be better coworkers after all this. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like the work equivalent of couples therapy. I feel like, like we're going to figure <laughs> this out by the end, we're going to be very <laughs> clear about what our issues are and we're going to have an action plan to fix it. And we're going to make it work. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's yeah. a great intention and, and, and plan to have, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. So what, um, do you have any tips for us? Anything that you've heard or anything that, that you've been doing that you think have been really great just to kind of work through this time right now? Oof. I mean, I think there are some huge takeaways. I mean, the big one is, you know, we are not alone in this and, mm. um, you know, there's this saying, can we endure what can't be changed? 
and then um, change what need not be endured. So, you know, what can we let go of? What are we focusing on? That big piece of the um, big part of it is non-attachment. So noticing, you know, where am I getting caught in the past and holding and gripping to what was? And then where am I reaching too far out into the future and going, I can't wait till this is over with? Because then we're missing the now and we're missing the beauty of what could exist right in front of us. And mm-hmm. so it's not that you can't go there because we're human again. And I mean, that's the freedom of our mind and our imagination and it can be powerful and it can be valuable. So yoga is not to shut all of that off and be like, okay, you can't, you can't go anywhere but here, but um, recognizing <laughs> right where you're going. And is this a direction that's bringing peace? Is it a direction that's productive? Um, and so I love looking at that and going, whoa, I just headed down this path and, and now I'm over here and I meant to get over there. So how do I get back there? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, so, like you're saying, challenging the way that you think and being open to maybe a different approach mm-hmm. can make a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, being able to let go and... Mm tell ourselves like, non-attachment oh, is a great lesson yeah they go hand and ironically hand. if it's something that you haven't learned yet and you really need to learn like i feel like life gives you like a couple warning shots of like a mm. really nice easy lesson to learn it and then if you ignore that one and the next one then it's usually something a lot more dramatic exactly i mean and that too is a gift from all of this going on because it sort of is this like big snapshot of like okay, wait a minute. Now everything, you know, the freedom, the, the way that you were used to being, the way that you were used to living, all of these things, they're taken away temporarily, we think, you know? And so now what? Have you lived the life that you want to live? Are you, you know, are you happy with where you're at? Are you happy with who you are? I mean, there's this sort of saying, you know, who are you when no one's watching, right? And so it's mm-hmm. like, we're in isolation. Are you enjoying your time with you? Like, right? You know, I mean, how is your company? <laughs> and it's like, I yeah, see all these jokes I, I online, like, say. I'm annoyed with myself or whatever. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Now I have to say now. that I, I've loved that I have more time and space for meditation. And I feel like mm. I've really been able to excel more at that and enjoy it because, you know, medica- meditation is something that everyone's heard of, but it's, it's not something that everyone understands. It's a little bit different for everyone, depending mm-hmm. on how you practice it. But it's not, it's not comfortable to sit quietly and try to, I mean, you can either focus on something or not. Either one, mm-hmm. it's still challenging because we have so many thoughts swirling around in our head. Exactly. Well, that was, that was my next thing is, um, okay, how can we ground? How can we find peace? What, where, how do you, where do you go for that? And so, yes, absolutely meditation. And ironically too it's like how i mentioned that story from when i was practicing yoga or whatnot it's like oh i was kind of doing yoga already um we're all doing yoga in different aspects of our life and not knowing it you know even if you're not Mm -hmm. familiar with the yoga practice and the philosophy you're you know every one of us has probably experienced it or or been practicing yoga in a way and people will say you know well running is my meditation i can clear my mind that way 
And I think that that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't have to look a certain way, although a seated meditation is, is an amazing, beautiful practice and a way to turn inward. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, people think you need to turn off your thoughts and it's, it's not that it's, it's watching the thoughts come and, again, going back to not attachment and not being pulled in any direction. And right. To yeah, for me, it's up. to try and mm-hmm. be the observer instead of to exactly. be the boss. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you can work on every single day because it's just, it's always available. Exactly. And we should, you know, and so what I would encourage people to do is, again, going back to that, well, we would choose, um, the pain of the now versus Mm -hmm. the pain of change meaning like it's it's a little too hard to put forth that effort i've got to carve out the time and it's a little unknown and so i know the benefits i've heard the benefits i've read the benefits i've maybe even experienced the benefits in the past but right now i can't do it for some reason and it's like how do we get to that place that we choose to do it anyways Mm-hmm. Even though our thoughts are saying, I can't, and we've got these limiting beliefs, how do you step beyond that and go, you know what, I'm going to try this seated thing, and I'm going to set a timer for five minutes, and I'm going to commit. Yeah, and you know what, there are apps that, that are so great, too, if you want to mm-hmm. like start at two minutes or five minutes and work up, and they're great. But yeah, we have technology, so you can use, you can just set a timer, and then you don't just forget about it, and you have that time. You know nothing's going to happen in five minutes. You're going to be okay. You'll be more than okay. And yeah. exactly, I mean, what, yeah, exactly, what is going to happen? Um, but you sat for five minutes and, and maybe you realized it was uncomfortable. And that's perfectly okay, you know? Yeah. And so the benefits do come as you um, sit more consistently and you can go deeper into it and you sit longer. And I look forward to having more hip flexibility so I could sit in like a full Lotus or something like that, because then Mm. I feel like it's good for your body and your mind at the same time versus when you're Mm -hmm. just like laying down flat on your back, there might not be as many like physical benefits. Yeah. If you're laying down, the the issue is um, it's easier to sort of fall asleep because Mm -hmm. you know, you're the it's, it's interesting when you're seated, you, you do have to employ some, muscular action to to sit up but there's Mm -hmm. the idea that you find effortless effort so you're right you have to have open hips and that's where the physical yoga practice comes in that helps with your seated meditation so it all goes i mean you can use you can use a chair at first or a wall Mm -hmm. but like ideally Mm -hmm. if you could do it sitting then it's like two birds one stone why not right i think the big thing is i also listened to a book on, I think it's called Atomic Habits a while ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, wait, do you, the, so you do an audiobook? So you like to I read did, them and do the audio both, or I, do you have a preference? Uh, I prefer reading, but when I was driving in traffic, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audiobooks were great, um, <laughs> to pass the time and learn something. But, um, I prefer, I liked, I'm a highlighter and an underliner and a note writer. Uh, yeah. I'm like, you know, people learn different ways. And so I like to visually, you know, see, see it. And see, write. Grad, grad school ruined reading for me. Like I used to read recreationally and really enjoy it. And then I went to grad school and you're reading, you know, really boring research articles. Oh, no. 
per week. Like sometimes a hundred pages a night. Like it was just awful. <laughs> so Aww. that's when I was like, okay, podcasts and audiobooks still Ooh, can still can get the information, and I can just let it in. <laughs> there you go. Do whatever works. Yeah. Right? So sorry, I cut you off. What was what no. was the book? Oh, so it's um, it's called Atomic Habits. But his thing was that oftentimes we will dive in too deep, right? And so it's like, well, mm. I don't think that five minutes is going to do anything or even five minutes at the gym is going to do mm. nothing. And really, we underestimate the benefit of that small amount of time. And it's twofold because one reason is you want to create consistency so that it actually becomes a new um, sustainable, and I'll call it a habit, although we're trying to get away from any habit, good or bad, but why not create good structure? And, yes, set um, something that's realistic know. and achievable and attainable. Don't set mm -hmm. something that's unrealistic. Don't set yourself up for failure. Right, exactly. And so... Like if you you've know, never done this before, you're not going to meditate for 60 minutes without, you know, it's just, it's going to be really challenging and unlikely. Five minutes, it, it anyone can it. do five minutes. Anyone can do five minutes. Sure. I think so. Yeah. Or start with one minute if you can't. Yeah. But the idea is that you do something. His his time frame was three minutes. And so some of my clients will say, okay, you know what? Let's do, this is what I started with actually because I'm not a cardio person. Mm -hmm. um, although I love to stay active. But I started, I won these bike shoes, cycling shoes at an event that I was at. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's, I, and I think of I love spinning. Like, I love spinning. Oh, it's my, oh. I hate cardio, but I love spinning. <laughs> well, I was not a fan and I became one because the, I, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be getting into this. I won these shoes. It's a sign, you know, like I think of everything. I look at stuff like that. So I yeah. started with three minutes and then I built up, built up, built up. And the first class I you took, started at three minutes. That's three great. Minutes. <laughs> that's great that you you made yourself do it that's great i did it but you know what and then i remember the first time and this was not long ago to the point where i was like "Ooh, i just got into this and now i don't have a bike and i was looking at oh. bikes but i've found other things now um and i don't want to clutter my space but i yeah. um i started loving it but i did jump into a class too soon and by like 25 minutes in i was like uh, yeah but and you have to then, be careful because like the soreness that comes the days after that when you can't even like walk and you're like i think i went too far now i don't want to do this again that's the point that's the whole thing <laughs> with the atomic habits is you don't want to get to a place where you've yeah you've pushed too hard at the gym and then you're uncomfortable or you mm. deprived yourself of all this good food and now you want 800 donuts because you mm. did the diet too extreme or you sat too long in meditation it was really uncomfortable and your body fell asleep and then your mind was wandering and it took you to a dark place and you're like meditation equals no good yeah so you're like i was you know, crying at the end of meditation what the yeah. heck did i just do <laughs> yeah so it's like you have to have the right guidance and um so and I, i'll encourage people to say this is what the book said even if you can do longer do three minutes until it becomes like sustainable then yeah. if you've done three minutes every day, no problem, then start to increase it incrementally. And it really does work. I yeah. love, love, love that little, like, because it's like, why fast forward? Why do you need to get to 20 minutes right away? You know, I mean, what's, yeah. 
what's you know, the difference if you do it in two weeks? I mean, you, you know, something you I changed during this pandemic was, I, you know, I used to wake up and check the news and then start watching some YouTube news video stuff and do all that. Oh. And then start working. It's like that's yeah. First of all, it's a black hole, and like that's not the like that's not the dynamic that I want to start off. That's not like the vibration that I want to have. It's like doing first thing in the morning. So I started adding a meditation to my morning, and I have one at night too. But just like Mm -hmm. a quick little fifteen minute one, and that way I can just focus on how I want the day to go. You know what kind of changes I'm trying to make, and just kind of start off that way. And then yeah, set the tone. at night is, you know, it's a little bit different um, because it's winding down from everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, and just like with the, but just like with yoga and spin and meditation, there are so many different ways you can practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying something one, two, three times and saying you don't like it, like just find something that works for you. Like you know you better than anyone else, right? So like just find something that works. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, there may be some people out there saying, no, I actually don't know myself. And that's, that's an invitation to get to know yourself, right? Because sometimes we don't know. And we're so used to looking externally at, for, you know, other people for guidance, other people for feedback, which in some aspects, right. <clears throat> we need that, you know, look to somebody who's um, more knowledgeable or more experienced, but there gets to be a certain point where you have to turn inward and you have to look at the gifts that you do have and to dig deep and go, okay, wait a minute. If I'm constantly looking outside myself, how do I know and trust in my inner voice and in my mm-hmm. truth? And so where do you find that? And so you have to, you know, whatever it is that. Yeah. You're I think, I think that like, information exists on some level, but you're right. Not mm-hmm. everyone really, you're right. Not everyone really does know. Gotta tap into it. It's there, but it's just like, uh. right. I mean, that's life for you, right? Like, the more experience you have, the more work you do. You know, you just understand yourself better. Exactly. That is the that is the hope, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I will say something that's kind of cool since we're doing this on Zoom. Um, Something that I have found to be socially satisfying are these zoom happy hours with some friends everyone's mm. just kind of like drinking and cooking in their respective homes and these are yeah. like these are fun people that i love to hang out with and it's just like you know it does provide some that enough social interaction where it, it helps and it feels good and it's like i don't know that i would be talking to these people right now if it wasn't for this exactly i'd probably, I'd probably be waiting until it was the next you know someone's birthday but now right. that there's are in the middle of a pandemic i'm talking to them like every week sometimes every day and we have it like a slack chat (laughs) yeah no it's amazing i mean i've had you know friends reach out that like i said i mean they're dear to me and then all of a sudden you know we're connecting because this just is bringing to light like the precious um time that we have right and so it's like oh wait i haven't connected with this person that i love dearly Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I did like a, I hosted a dance party on zoom, which. (laughs) Why? That sounds fun. It was fun. And it ended up being hilarious and an absolute blast. But the beginning, cause I worked so hard to try to get the technology right to where I figured Uh out how to like share a screen and do the music. And then like, 
it just, it was, that didn't work because then oh, you couldn't yeah. see everybody. So anyways, we made it work and we were flexible and it was funny and it was so cool to see who all was on there. And at the end, we kind of like the people that had like stayed on through the whole time ended up like all talking, well, where are you from? And how do you know oh, that's this great. person? And oh my gosh, this is so cool. Maybe after this, we all like actually get together and meet in real life. And it's just yeah. so, I mean, even with the Zoom classes, I've had family members or friends from Atlanta or New York or students that have moved to Indonesia or moved to Portland that, mm -hmm. you know, hadn't taken my class in a long time or even students in Pasadena when I used to teach up there. And they're jumping onto these calls and it like fills me up with so much joy to see people. And it's like, I really, oh, and hilarious too is <clears throat> I will be so tired from teaching all week because, you know, it's not just people think, oh, you're exercising all day. It's not the physical part. I mean, if you see me sometimes teaching my privates, I'm, I'm just watching and observing and guiding them, you know, mm. and some of them, I don't do the physical practice at all, barely, you know, but you and have to put your energy out there for every single class. It's the energy and holding space for people and, you know, having those conversations that sometimes I don't want to talk at the end of the day. And so it was funny because right. I'm like, Oh, Saturday night, I could look forward to staying in and socializing that is like my ideal plan but usually yeah. people aren't like real into that you know oh we'll come sit on your couch that sounds fun but you know yeah i mean now, I, i'm here in west hollywood so like on a friday saturday night even sunday during the day it's like like there are so many people just out there getting shit-faced <laughs> like, yeah and now it's like you know it is kind of nice to just be at home and like yeah I kind of want to I'd rather have a house party after this and actually like talk to my friends and connect with them deeper and not just like <laughs> sit in a crowded space where I can't hear them right exactly like that's just not like the theme of this like whole thing for me I think is connection and mostly reconnection yes. with you know myself and with others and just kind of get back in, get back to basics absolutely absolutely it really it really does it's like it strips down, you know, all the things that are and are not important, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. we get to ask the question, what is important? Are we making something important that's not, you know, are we not making something important that is, you know, so how do we live moment to moment where we're being asked these things to look at it and peel back the layers and see and, and, and simplify, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful thing if we can look at it that way. And I know that it's a really challenging time and, um, you know, it's wherever people are at in their journey through all of this, it's okay to feel up and down. And, um, but what I found to be beneficial is like leaning towards the things that keep me in a good space so that I can mm. stay, you know, even if it's more neutral, because the ups and downs, I mean, you end up, oh, it's like you get a whiplash. It's just too mm. much. So. Yeah, and we will get through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will. Absolutely. So we just have to, to hunker down and stay present and, you know, take these steps to, to getting to maybe a better place after all of this, hopefully. Yeah. Well, Ideally. I 
I know something that's helped me was uh, definitely all of these online Zoom classes. So like if someone listening wants to do it with you, how can they find out about it? Ooh, um, I would say the best way to connect with me is through Instagram right now since I have <laughs> my technology um, mm. skills. You know, my, I've got my website in the ethers, like not quite finished yet. But on my Instagram page, it's Aaron Grossman Yoga. And mm. currently my schedule, I've got the link um, in my bio. And it would be probably best if somebody doesn't know me to just shoot me a message um, mm. because I'm creating like, you know, a safe space for everybody. And um, it's nice to know kind of who's on the call and, and yeah. have a conversation so that also they feel comfortable coming into the space, you know, from that perspective too. Um, but there's a link and right now it's subject to change. So, you know, anyways, right I, now- Everything day by day, I feel like is subject to change. Yeah, like, exactly. We don't I mean, know, what's, we have no idea what's happening tomorrow. Exactly. I'm trying to- you know, match sort of the the public classes that I had before, but then also make it make sense with my schedule and around my clients and what feels right energetically on my end. Because ironically, like I went from, oh gosh, I have all this time. And what am I going to do to like, my schedule got really booked up. And then yeah. I was Isn't like, Isn't it wow, funny how that happened? I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, wait, how am I so busy? Like the days fly by. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm yeah. going to have a friend from Atlanta who back to the handstand conversation, he was like, Oh my gosh, I want to do handstand private zoo. So now we're booking those weekly. It's like, mm -hmm. it's great. And I love it. And it's just so fun. It's been, it's, it's such a different thing, but so yeah, for the zoom classes anyways, currently I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon and they're about 75 minutes long. So it gives us a little time to chat. I feel and like then, that's the good time. Goldilocks time length. Like it's mm -hmm. it's more than an hour, so you do have some time, so you can take your time warming up and warming down, and there's a little bit of a buffer. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's the Goldilocks slot, mm -hmm. seventy five minutes. Yeah, it's been uh, really although fun. some people will be like, oh, I want to do it for four hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I've I've been there before when I was like in between jobs and I had just finished my 500 hour and I was starting to teach. I mean, I could take like two or three classes a day. It was great. Wow. And now it's like, Oh, what was that like? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, Instagram, best way to connect. Okay. It's efficient. Day. I mean, um, I hit you up on and Instagram and you were very responsive. So <laughs> if it's and not you need broke. to come to the Zoom class. And okay. I've been breaking down fun stuff like, um, you know, handstand tips or little like arm balances and things. And I will mm -hmm. say the classes are based on who's showing up and, and they're my regular students for the most part that have been coming, obviously. Um, so we've been doing, I would say, like an intermediate practice um, mm -hmm. some with some advanced things. And I've also been toying with the idea to add a beginner's class. So stay tuned for that. But feel free if you guys have any questions to reach out, to message me, to give feedback, um, to ask about books that I might recommend. Or yeah, you're so, you're so approachable. So yeah, I'd yeah, say if right. anyone has questions, you're happy to take them. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is truly my passion. Like I feel so grateful for this practice. I mean, the business world was not for me and I, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I had success in it and I did well. And it just, it was, 
not for me. Now, maybe if this had flipped and reversed, I think about it all the time. It's like these tools that I've learned now to manage life. And yeah. um, like you talked about reactions and things like that. It's like, I, it, it just helps you in every aspect in your relationships in your work life in your whatever it may be. I mean, and there are things that are going to be challenging things that have deeper roots that, you know, you know, have a longer history and things like that. But um, it's, it's definitely a practice that you can do for life. And it, it's, it's to be modified according to where you're at and depending on the day and what you're experiencing and everything. It's, it's just such a beautiful practice. So um, I am beyond passionate and happy to share and um, answer any questions and things like that. So yeah, that's funny that we have that those um, financial parallels because I was in the banking industry for a long time and I was like, you know, and I was good at it. Yeah, it, it was fun for a little bit, but then I, it just wasn't. I felt yeah. like I needed to do something more meaningful. I felt like I needed yeah. to where I could connect with people and help people. And, exactly. And I'm I'm glad I'm not in the banking industry. Um, yeah, and but that's like, why I love having these opportunities because I feel like you know we get a chance to say what's really on our minds and something that we think is important. So that's why this doesn't feel like work to me. Hmm. I mean, and what a beautiful gift to have that contrast too. I mean, that's that's I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for all of my corporate jobs because yeah. they give you perspective and you learn certain skills in them and things like that. But then it's like, yeah, you appreciate this like however many times more right um so and and then you also well for me at least you know it's like oh yeah I know what that's like and so I can guide people because I've been there and then I know how the tools apply (laughs) and what could have been beneficial for me at the time you know Mm -hmm. but we all have to be in the right space and um open to receiving this as well. And it takes an open mind and perspective. I mean, that's a huge part of it is like, sometimes we can be so stuck in the lens that we're seeing things through that it's really hard to step back and go, wait a minute, let me try on this lens. Mm -hmm. And we're, and, and it's, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier. What was the quote? It was something about, um, you can never truly see something from someone else's perspective. Like you should try, but you never will or whatever the exact, I'm butchering yeah, it. But. Like you can't walk, <laughs> yeah. You can't walk through someone else's shoes. You, you could, you, you know, you could maybe like try to understand or have a similar experience, but you know, you will never fully know what it's like because you're not walking in their shoes. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, how can we just expand and expand and expand and, you know, be open. And I think the scary thing is like people like that structure and the, um, the perception that this view is safe because it's comfortable and it's something that I know. And if I go over there, what if I get stuck over there? What if my world falls apart because the rug gets ripped from underneath me and then I have no ground underneath me because I don't know what I know. You know, it starts Mm -hmm. like, it's scary to go, let me step over here and try to see that perspective. But it does absolutely no harm. And I feel like that was something that I've always intrinsically had that bothered me as a kid. I remember because I was like, well, I can see this side and I can see that side. And so I don't know where I am because I'm just (laughs) in there and I don't know, like I could see both sides. And so it would just, I always felt like, well, 
where do I stand then? Because I don't know, it was like a blessing and a curse, Hmm. but I guess it's um, made this shift easier to be able to go, okay, like broaden your perspective because it was something that um, I naturally was able to do. So we all have those things, right. That are easier for us that we've been given or taught from a young age. And, and so unless you challenge yourself to at least try it, you'll never know that you could be great at something if you just are too scared to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another big part of the practice. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing past well, our fears and limits. Well, I think people should try doing yoga with you because I did it with you and it's great. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I, I haven't done it on Zoom yet, it. so I'll have to do that soon. You will. <laughs> I would love to have you on there. And I'm trying to add a weekend class too okay. because... At first, I didn't realize the world goes on. People are working. I was like, you know, when I was in my, like, I'm not working. Yeah, everyone's, a lot, everyone's going back to being more free on weekends, right? Because they're doing their, like, Monday through Friday stuff. And then everyone's yeah. just like, oh, it's the weekend. It's like, it's funny right. that that's still the dynamic in a pandemic. Yeah. So I'm finding, oh, wait, noon in the middle of the week or four on Tuesday is hard for people to get. Like, you, you're working? It's, <laughs> you like you're, it's like you're not in traffic. <laughs> like, you just saved yourself like an hour if you're in LA. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's so yeah. funny. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can book a client at 9 and then 10.15? What the heck? Like, yeah. I don't have to leave an hour in between? It's, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. But I am so glad that um, Ruth told you about the class and that you enjoyed it and that you asked to do this. It was so fun talking to you. And um, yeah, let's hopefully stay connected. And if people have questions, you can find me on Instagram or um, anything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad Ruth. Yeah. Made the introduction as well too. She's usually right when she sends something my way. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I had. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say before we wrap this up or do you feel pretty comfortable with how that was? <laughs> We've been talking for how long? I mean, I think we, there's always more. I, I'm, you know, I'm so passionate about the yoga subject. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, I think, I think that we've kind of hit on so much already. All right, Aaron. So thank you so much for being on. I encourage people to check out Instagram and to practice yoga with you sometime soon. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh. It was so fun talking to you and thank you for having me. No problem. Let's do it again soon. Thanks. All right. So that's it for our yoga episode with Aaron. If you want to get in touch with her, please check out our Instagram at Aaron Grossman Yoga. We'll also put up information about the books recommended, quotes, direct links to our episodes, anything else we think you might enjoy on our website at moveconsciousness.com. And last, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend.